Yeah, here we go. Uh, October 30th. We got, got a couple of days left in October, and uh, November is here. It's basketball. Uh, you start with exciting non-conference games, challenging non-conference games, and you're trying to build your way up to, to after Christmas and we get into conference play. So uh, I think we probably got the toughest first week of anybody in the country. I don't I haven't studied anybody else, but I know ours is challenging. And um, with the road games at, at Michigan State and Kent State, and then we get back, I think the itinerary says 4 o'clock in the morning on Friday morning, and then we got to – fight and get ready for Howard on, on Sunday in our home opener. So, um, you know, here we go, and, and um, it's, it's going to be an exciting time. Yeah, I guess to talk a little bit about Michigan State, obviously you've coached against uh, Tyson Walker before, mm -hmm. one of their best players. Uh, you got some guys who played against him. Any, any advantage to uh, at least knowing what their point guard is going to bring to the table? Yeah, I think we held Tyson Walker to 32 or something like that. It was a great defensive effort. Um, he's um, you know, a tremendous player. He's a, he's a hard matchup. He can shoot it. He can score it. He's tough. Um, you know, he, he can score in different areas on the court. A lot of times you don't see that with small guards. Small guards are usually kind of, you know, one-trick guys. And um, But he's he's dynamic. You know, scores everywhere. So um, I do remember him. And um, – I don't know if we're going to take anything we had before against him because uh, it didn't work. Uh, we were able to split the series with him. Uh, I, I know that, but um, it wasn't because we, st we stopped him by any means. How did this game come about, Coach, to, to play Michigan State? Yeah, we needed a guarantee game. And, um, you know, truthfully, nobody regional would play us, even a guarantee game. Um, we wanted a bus trip to go to it. Last year we found North Carolina, and this year we were trying to find something similar that was a regional game that we could drive to and try to get back here, and we couldn't. And, um, you know, we, we reached out to everybody, and, and, and Tom Izzo is one of the few coaches who's not scared of playing anybody. And you look at his non-conference schedule, and um, I think he would put the Knicks, the Bucks, the Pistons on his non-conference schedule if he could. He'll play anybody. And um, so it was a great game. Uh, there is some family ties there. My um, uh, my assistant coach at uh, Tom's his um, his uh, uncle, and so um, that wasn't completely why it came about. Um, I think it's a great game for both of us. Uh, they're going to be one of the best teams in the country, and 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 we needed a challenge like this, and we get it right away. Do you have any relationship with Coach Izzo at all? Uh, no, um, you know, no. A lot of people knows knows him. Um, the the relationship I have is is on our staff, and in, in, in that way, he's. Um, uh, I could tell you this. He's outside looking in. He is. He he's one of the the biggest faces in college basketball, and it, it's for multiple reasons. A lot of times, guys, they win, but they don't do things in, in it for longevity, or, or or they win, but they don't do things to give back to the game or give back to others. And he's kind of an icon and historic figure in, in, in college basketball because he does everything. He's, he develops guys. He's, he, he's built that program there to a dominant program. He's um, given back to the game. The game is so much better because he's in it. And, um, and also, when you're, you're in the business this long, usually you, know, you talk to people who go against him and everything else. He doesn't have enemies. So that means he's a good person, too. He does it the right way. You mentioned scheduling and how that's been a challenge the last couple of years. Is that frustrating for you to have to play an Old Dominion three times, something like that? Is it frustrating not to be able to kind of get what you want schedule-wise? 
Yeah, I mean, when you take over a job, you, you kind of take over the good and the bad. And, um, you know, uh, I took over Matt Lewis. That was pretty good. And in some other things, you, you inherit everything and you try to fix things throughout. And, and we're trying to fix scheduling. Um, I've worked with Jeff Bourne, and it's kind of a three-year thing there where we're trying to get things going scheduling. Um, there's been multiple challenges. Uh, COVID messed up a lot of things where things were front-loaded, back-loaded, this, that. The Old Dominion game is an old COVID game um, from when um, we were supposed to play and had to cancel it a couple years ago. And you know, now we're trying to build it up to having more home games. Um, the league's going to implement a policy where you better play seven home games. Uh, so, so talk about non-conference. And, um, you know, Mr. Bourne and I, we, we've talked a lot about doing that, building that. The challenge we're also dealing with is people don't want to play us. And I talked about the regional guarantee games. I talked about some regional things. We can't find regional opponents very easily. Um, so we're going to have to make a – you know, a financial, um, you know, a, a financial means to be able to get some teams here and, and buy some games and, and then try to get some more home and homes going um, that way. We're going to be creative in scheduling, but the goal is more home games, non-conference. And, um, you know, whatever, whatever way we got to, I think after this year, we're kind of clear with some of the things we've been dealing with in the past with some scheduling stuff. And I think next year we should have some good things going forward. I just kind of talk about your team as you guys get set a week away now from, from the season opener. Do you like the progress of your team up to this point? Yeah, I mean, we got practice number 26 tomorrow. We have an off day today and um, 26 real practices. And we've gotten better and better throughout. Um, we got a lot of things to figure out. And, and some of those won't be figured out until we play actual games. Um, we've had some lineups come in and out, some injuries, things like that. So I don't have a trusted rotation yet. I don't think we have trusted roles yet. And um, some teams know those, um, but we don't, and that's okay. We're going to have to figure them out as we get going throughout the season. But I like the fact we have gotten better from, from inter-squad scrimmage to a real scrimmage, from another scrimmage to the next scrimmage. And um, so I can see us coming together. Um, it, it, it's been a lot better than it was two weeks ago, and I think two weeks from now will be a lot better than we are today. Did you find it a lot – about your team from those scrimmages, the close scrimmages you've had? Yeah, we scrimmage good teams, um, really good teams. And and in that way, we kind of learn ourselves faster. I think you, if you have a scrimmage or an exhibition sometimes against a, a, a team that's, that's um, you know, a little bit inferior and adequate in talent or whatever might be the case, you might get a false sense of what you are and what you do well. And I think the challenges that we went against in our scrimmages kind of taught us, hey, we're not very good at this. We better fix it. And, hey, we can do this because it actually worked against a good team. Obviously, in this day and age of the transfer portal, um, teams change a lot every single year. Do you feel like that's a strength of yours to be able to kind of mesh new guys with returning players? Is that something that you feel is a strength of yours? Um, I haven't thought about it that way as far as me impacting them, but it, it's something you better be able to do. And, you know, the, the days of sitting there looking at your roster saying, all right, we got 12 of 13 guys back. And, and you know, it's continuity year after year. They know what to do. I think those days are over um, for most teams, for most teams. Um, you know, even if you're really good and you got guys of eligibility, they still might leave. And, and so – they just leave for different reasons. They come in. So um, the new age college basketball, we better be able to mesh quickly. 
and and be able to adjust. And that is our challenge right now. Like I don't know quite what everybody can do and how they fit together. And and the big reason of that is you know the good players we lost last year and the players this year we're trying to implement. When when you look at your team, what are kind of some strengths that you can see early on that that you feel will be there the entire year? Yeah, I mean, I think we're I think you'll watch us and see we're a physical team. Um, you know, some teams, uh, some other people that, that have seen us th uh, think we're athletic. Um, I think we are. Um, I, I think we got great size. Um, but I, I think the physicality of us, you know, with, with what our strength coach has done, our commitment to the weight room, um, looking at the Sun Belt last year, we're watching the Sun Belt last year and we're in it. And I thought we were a decently physical team last year. But, I mean, there was a lot of games last year in the Sun Belt where, man, it was as physical as you can get. I mean, it, it mirrored some football games. And so we want to make sure our bodies match that and, and be able to handle that and not just, you know, try to withstand it, but be able to make that a strength of ours. And I think we've done a good job of developing our physicality, you know, through the weight room or through recruiting. Obviously, this early in the season, it is a lot about your team. You're going to scout Michigan State, Kent State, Howard, and, and do that. But is it more about you guys when you go on this trip? Obviously, as I mentioned, you're going to scout these teams. But um, I'm sure you're anxious to kind of see about yourself, aren't you? Well, you know, now it better be both. Uh, I, I think at this point in the season, you know, in, in October, you're really just concerned with your team. Even in a scrimmage or against a different opponent, you're concerned with your team. I think now you got to give your, your your team the best chance to be successful, so you better know the other team as well. And um, I mean, you know, the the coaches on the first two opponents and and even the first three opponents, um, we're going uh, NCAA teams three times in a row, and these coaches know what they're doing. They scheme well and everything else, and so we better be prepared for their strengths, what they're going to do to us, and then also you know anything we can do to have a chance to win. You mentioned kind of facing some NCAA tournament teams. So how much are you using this beginning part of the schedule as kind of a, as a measuring stick or even just to prepare? Are you reminding your teams of, hey, this is what it's going to be like down in Pensacola when we're in a tournament kind of atmosphere? Yeah, we talked about Pensacola um, maybe a couple weeks ago and, and, you know, some of our prep. And we did some training that kind of implemented a three straight days of kind of rigorous activity. But then we left that alone, and and now our focus after that's been been get better. And I think our guys understand what's ahead of them in this first week of basketball. I think they really do, and um and I think it's helped our training, it's helped our focus, it's helped our practices, and and knowing that, I mean, we better get as good as we possibly can get, or we can get embarrassed um, by any of the first three opponents, or even after that, we got Radford at home. We got a couple of days prep for them, but but they're really good. So it's it's not um, anything to where we're we're scared or whatever else, but I think it's helped us focus and practice to try to get better because we know what's ahead of us. What I guess just overall, you know, as you still kind of get the pieces together of what you want the team to look like, but just what do you want to see out of your group through these, you know, first this first week or two? Um, just stick with our culture, what we're going to stand for. Um, you know, you're, in the first week, you're going to face adversity. You're going to face challenges. Um, you know, things are not going to be perfect by any means. And, and you know, how are you reacting in those situations? Um, because that's going to be testing us for what we really get ready for. And that's, you know, the Sun Belt and road games in the Sun Belt. And then Pensacola, that we got to kind of make sure that we have the habits to be able to overcome stuff, the habits to be good. And we're not going to be at our peak, um, but no, no one will. 
but we got to make sure we got potential to learn and get better, but our habits got to be good right away. You, you talked a little bit about the, uh, the scrimmages earlier. A lot of, you're seeing more and more of the uh, charity exhibitions mm -hmm. that are pretty intriguing matchups. Is that something you'd be interested in doing in the future? Yeah, I did one when I was at Georgia Southern. We went to um, Augusta State and did it, and I liked it. Um, um, I would love to do it. I watched. Uh, I did watch the Tennessee-Michigan State yesterday, and that was a war. I mean, oh, my gosh. It was like <laughs> a heck of a game, and, and those guys were going after it, and you're sitting there like like that's, that's an October basketball game. Um, I would love to do it, especially when it goes to a cause that's, you know, something that we can impact that that's bigger than us. Um, so uh, I'm definitely open to it and find an opponent, and then maybe we can in the future. And I guess since you mentioned it, uh, was it nice to get to see Michigan State on TV once before you have to go play them? Yeah, well, I mentioned uh, not, not many teams have returners coming back, but they do. Um, you know, they lost Hauser, who's a good player, but, um, you know, they got – you know, really solid six, seven returners that are coming back that um, th that that played in the NCAA, made a run in the NCAA, and then won Big Ten games, and you know, they got familiarity. And um, you know, watch they were running silent out of bounds plays, you know, executing stuff that you know teams don't usually know what to do or put it in until later on. So they have that, and then to balance that out, they brought in super talented freshmen um, who can who can do a lot of things as well. So. Um, Watching them, I mean, it, it looks like a seasoned team when I watched the game yesterday. Truthfully, I, you know, I know they got off to a bad start, had a couple turnovers, but you watch the way they kind of settled into the game. That looked like a team that um, you know, knows each other, knows the coaches, and, and, and knows what they're doing, has a plan. Um, they're far along right now, and, and even though it's October, they're far along. Uh, Coach, final question. This comes from The Breeze. Um, can you talk about Noah Friedel and his impact last season and what we can expect from him this year? Yeah, you'll see more of him this year. Um, Noah, um, you know, it's a transition to go from, you know, thinking about it, you, you, leave, you leave the Dakotas and, and, and come to Harrisonburg, Virginia, and, and, and a new team, new players, new style. I mean, um, I mean that's a big adjustment. And um, I think he showed glimpses of what he could do last year. Truthfully, we're going to need him more this year. Um, we're going to lean on him more, and that's what he wants. Um, you know, he's, he's, I think he's had a great summer. He's had great practices. Um, I'm excited about him being in year two. Uh, I think it's a big adjustment, but I think year two is a lot smoother journey for somebody, and I think you'll see that with Noah this year.